praise. Recognizing that you are God. You're our sustainer, our healer, our deliverer. And God, I thank you that you are all of these things to me. And God, I ask that as I stand in this place today, God, that you would guide me, that you would speak through me, God, that you would give me the strength to do and to say what you would have me to say on this day. Preach, Holy Spirit, preach. Teach, Holy Spirit, teach. In Jesus' name, I ask it all. From the scripture that was read in our hearing, I'd like to read my text from that same 11th chapter of Luke, verses 5 through 10 from the New Living Translation, but read along with me in any translation that you have. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, and you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for his friend's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will give up. He will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Luke tells us that one day Jesus was pray praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And just as John taught his disciples, Jesus' response to the disciples' request came in two parts. He first gave them a model prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer. When I was a little girl in Sunday school and they taught me the Lord's Prayer, we used to call it the Our Father Prayer. And it has been our model for over 2,000 years. And this prayer is more than just a prayer to be repeated. It serves as the blueprint of all prayers that are acceptable to God. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive our sins, for we are also 
forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Luke's passage is a short version of the prayer we know from the sixth chapter of Matthew. But nonetheless, all of us recognize this as the powerful prayer that has meant so much to so many of us in our spiritual growth and our spiritual development. The second part of Jesus' answer is this uh, rather strange little story. The story is simple, and at the same time, it is profound. This story teaches us how to pray. Jesus told them the story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. And you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. In the midst of this story, Jesus said, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on knocking. And you will find. And keep on knocking, keep on seeking, and you will find, and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Now, what is the meaning behind this story? We must first understand what the parable is not saying. It is not saying that the grouchy old neighbor is God. Want us to be clear on that. And nor does it suggest that God is hard of hearing. God hears our prayers the very first time we pray. The psalmist said in the 121st division, verses of uh, 3 and 4, that the one who watches over us will not slumber. Indeed, God who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. God always hears, and Jesus himself said in Matthew 6 and 8, he knows what we have a need of uh, before we ask. Every prayer is heard. Every prayer is answered, but sometimes not in the way we might hope. Jesus told his disciples this story to show them that they should pray and never give up. Thus, my topic this morning, say Always say a prayer and pray 
until something happens. And so we're going to keep it short. And we're going to keep it sweet. The topic today is ASAP and PUSH. We know that the always say a prayer stands for ace, does not stand for as soon as possible. But always say a prayer. And the push stands for pray until something happens. The first pride of that prayer is essential to the life of every Christian. Christians can't be true followers of Christ without a consistent, rich prayer life. All day, every day, we have an occasion to pray, especially in the midnight hour. You know what I'm talking about. You're tossing and you're turning and You're trying to get rested, but you can't. And sometimes we will pray out of a special sense of a deep need. And other times we are so filled with joy, we are driven to our knees in thanksgiving. And then there are times when we will be ashamed of some of the actions or some of the things we have done or some of the thoughts that we have had and we will pray, Lord, have mercy. And to be a Christian is to pray. The message of our text is this. Keep praying and keep trusting. Life can be very cruel, but I want us to know today that we have an ally. We have a friend, a friend who never forgets us, nor does he forsake us. We have a friend, a friend who never forgets us. We sing that hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus. And uh, what I am saying to us is this, don't ever hesitate to pound on God's door. Don't ever hesitate to knock on heaven's door. Don't lose hope. Even if things don't turn out as you had hoped they would, someday we will see God's plan in all this fullness and we will understand that God's plan is for our best good. And Jesus is teaching us today that we can approach God with boldness, persistence, and tenacity. Not only are we taught to pray boldly, thank you for that, Dr. Harris, we are to persist in our prayer life, even if it seems that God is not listening. When Jesus talks about the man who came knocking boldly on the door of his neighbor at midnight asking for a favor, 
I believe Jesus was saying that God honors persistence in prayer. Hebrew 4 and 16 reminds us as believers that because Jesus, our high priest, is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. We can come because God said we can come. We can go to God in prayer not only boldly, but we can go to God in prayer unashamedly, passionately, and persistently, even at midnight. Tom Long, a professor who was uh, at the Emory University's Candler School of Theology in Atlanta, Georgia, tells a story about a pastor who received a disturbing telephone call one day, a part-time staff member at his church who had uh, been out in his neighborhood walking his dog, was mugged, stabbed in the heart, and rushed to the hospital. And he was in intensive care with virtually no prospect for survival. And when the world, when the word spread among the church staff, his friend said they gathered for spontaneous prayer. Standing around the communion table, each person prayed. They prayed sincere prayers, but those prayers were mostly polite and mild petitions. Prayers that spoke of comfort and hope and changed hearts. They were prayers that had already faced the hard facts of almost certain death. And the church custodian came in and joined the prayer group. And the custodian wrestled with God, shouted to God, cried out to God. His fingers, and I'm trying to keep my hands behind my back now, Uh, But his fingers jabbed the air, and his body shook. Lord, you've got to save him. You can't let him die, Lord. The custodian practically screamed to God, you've done it so many times before, Lord. You've done it for others. You've done it for me. And now I am begging you to do it again. Do it for him. Save his life, Lord. And this reminds me of a time many, many years ago when when my oldest sister was very ill. We were at worship service at Birkin Chapel, and my dad was leading the devotions that Sunday morning. And he got on one knee to pray, and he started praying, and When he got to talking to the Lord about my sister, he was on both knees, both hands in the air, waving back and forth. God, save my child. Heal my child. God, whatever is going on in her body, I know you can correct it. God, I love my children. Save my child. And when we got home that day, He said, y'all, I'm embarrassed. 
I prayed so hard. Nose running. Hands in the air. He says, but I can't help it. I know that can't nobody heal my child. But God. And so when you listen to this, it was as if the janitor and my father just kind of almost grabbed God by the collar. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, God, we need to talk to you. And, 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 and just refuse to turn God loose until God came with healing wings. I'm going to tell you, my sister is still living today, and she was with me yesterday at a worship service when the doctor said there was nothing else they could do. When everybody heard that prayer, they just knew that God would indeed come to heal. They also said in the face of that desperate cry for help, there was no way God would not have saved this man's life and there was no way that God would have saved would not have saved my sister's life the man was healed and my sister was healed that janitor and my father both took seriously when he said to pray boldly I can't say whether God was really moved by this particular style style of prayer praying but I do know this the person who refuses to pray for whatever reason is missing out on life's most powerful resource prayer changes things prayer unlocks doors prayer softens hard hearts some of us may feel we're too sophisticated uh, to pray Others may feel they've seen too much tragedy in life to believe that prayer does much good. But I urge you and I encourage you to keep praying. We need to spend time with God every day. ASAP and push. We need to talk to God about the deepest desires of our hearts. We don't have anything to lose. Pray silently or raise the rafters like the janitor and my father did. But pray. We are followers of Jesus. Jesus always prayed. He didn't care where he was or who was around. To be a Christian today is to pray. The third thing we need to see is that prayer works. The text says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. And Jesus is not saying that everything we ask for will be given to us. But he is saying to us that every prayer is heard. Every prayer is answered in some seen or unseen way. 
the most important thing yeah. is that we learn mm. to trust God. Yeah. Jesus' teachings are best understood by the conclusion to the passage, verses 11 through 13. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or will you give him a, state, a, a snake instead? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give to those who ask him? So Jesus is saying to us this morning, trust God. If you want only the best for your children, trust God. If you want only the best for your whole household, trust God. If you want only the best for everybody around you, trust God. If you want the best for good hope, trust God. If you want the best for your community, trust God. Believe that God does answer prayer. And so he's saying to us, trust God. And God loves us today. God is only interested in our best good. And even though we may not always see God's hand at work and answering our prayers, someday we will see that God is with us all the time. So I say to us, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. In the original Greek language, each of the three actions, asking, seeking, and knocking, occurs in the present tense. This word literally says, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. Let us remember that we have learned from Jesus at the school of prayer. We may know quote unquote how to pray when it comes to saying the right things but from this parable we learn we do not know how to pray until we have learned to pray with boldness and with persistence that's the ASAP part of this message the acronym ASAP as you know is as soon as possible. That's common. (laughs) Today it means always say a prayer. And then we have to push. Pray until something happens. We can never overdose on prayer. Jesus' command to pray is reinforced elsewhere in Scripture. Philippians um, 6 and 18 says, be alert and always keep on praying. Paul said in Colossians 4 and 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful. And Jesus is saying that there are some situations that require more than merely asking for something. And therefore, seeking 
is not a simple act. It's a process. It's a series of acts. This knocking is not a single knock on the door. It's a series of knocks. It is a request for admission. Repeated if necessary. And suggest situations where we seek an entrance or an opportunity. By a continued practice of asking and seeking and knocking, we break the habit where prayer is just an option. Or prayer is an emergency use kind of a thing. God does not want us to come with him just at our midnight emergency. God wants us to keep an open line of communication. Jesus told this parable so his followers would always pray and not give up. His early followers would have been much like some Christians today. They need encouragement in their prayer life. It is tempting to give up on our prayer life if it appears God is not listening or if it is infringing on the time we need for something else. So I say to you this morning, ASAP and push. God will answer our prayers, but sometimes the prayer or the answer does not come immediately. And sometimes it's an answer we don't want. We do not always know why, but God can be, but we can be sure that God has good reasons for the delays and God has good reasons for saying no and God has good reasons for saying wait. We must keep the faith as we keep on bringing our requests before God. Again, I say ASAP and push. Every time we pray without getting an immediate result, we have a choice to make. And a question is, am I going to keep on praying? Or am I going to conclude that God isn't listening and then give up? I encourage you and I encourage myself ASAP and push. Don't forget ASAP and push. Pray as often as possible. Pray repeatedly. Pray persistently. Pray endlessly. When your back is against the wall, remember ASAP and push. When your back is against the wall and you don't know which way to turn, remember and push. And when you don't know which way to turn and friends turn their backs on you, ASAP and push. Doctor says there's nothing else they can do. ASAP and push. When your children won't do right. ASAP and push. And when you're down to your last dime. ASAP and push. And when you're sick and it seems you can't get well. ASAP and push. And when you're in trouble. ASAP and push. And when you need a job. ASAP 
And when there's confusion in your home, ASAP, ASAP. and push. And when there's confusion all around you, ASAP, ASAP. and push. God bless you. Amen.